Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Danny and Dusty. All right. My rock smashes your scissors. Oh, no, not these scissors, pal. This is a uh, special titanium steel with the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. Hey, what's happening, Norm? Well, it's a dog-eat-dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk-bone underwear. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you on this Wednesday. I hear we have an atmospheric river that's going to be rolling through our area this weekend. Can, can we get an actual descript- description of an atmospheric river? Uh, Lots of wind and rain. Yeah, it's like a cold shower, but outside, just unrelenting. Well, good water pressure. Good water pressure, shower, cold, and then wind. Cold. Bingo. Just cold. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, apparently it's going to be rainy and windy up in uh, Seattle as well on Friday night, which B fans, that should be music to your ears. That's a little tease for uh, coming up later in the week as we preview Oregon State and Washington. This hour we'll have uh, Ryan Horvath on our BetQL Network Insider. He'll join us about 23 minutes from now. Right now, though, the trade deadline expired yesterday, and there were some moves at the deadline that may have shifted the power in the NFL. We were talking about which teams have the best weapons at the beginning of the year, and obviously Kansas City when you have got uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Those guys were lights out. We knew that. We knew that what they had in Cincinnati was special yet again uh, because you're still – got Joe Mixon and with Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, you were stacked at the skill positions. We thought that the San Francisco 49ers were going to be back and good again. Um, when you had a healthy Kittle and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, and we thought that maybe Jeff Wilson would be that guy. The New Orleans Saints in that conversation as well with Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, the rookie, and Jarvis Landry. Former Duck Juwan Johnson as tight end has been really dang good for them too. But did the trade deadline change which teams have the best weapons, and is it even a question anymore? Because we talked about the addition of TJ Hawkinson for the Minnesota Vikings. 
that may be the best set of offensive skill players in the NFL. I, actually, I think it is. Yeah. I. You, you look at that group when fully healthy. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Juice Check. I mean. Well, I was talking Minnesota. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go up against that uh, with Minnesota. I'm just saying, you look at the 49ers, you go to the Vikings, as good as the 49ers are, what the Vikings have at the top yeah. end is incredible. You're going to go down the list of Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and then you're going to add Hawkinson to that, and it's like, my God, it rivals even what the 49ers have. Yeah, and that That's 49ers, insane. they the trade deadline again, helping that crew. And, I mean, those guys that you mentioned, I mean, you can go head-to-head, and we're nitpicking at this point. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, a healthy Debo. Brandon Ayuk, and uh, George Kittle. And then I think probably the most explosive offense in the NFL that uh, we don't talk about their weapons nearly enough because their quarterback gets all the credit, the Buffalo Bills made a trade Mm -hmm. to bolster their backfield. They have – and Buffalo has a good running game that people – like we just mentioned, like their running back position isn't solid – because they have massive leads, they run the ball mm-hmm. a lot, and they average over 100 yards rushing. But a lot of it is Josh Allen kind of helping that, and, and you know your milk and clock. Can you run the ball when you need to run the ball? That's always been the question. They had an athlete, Naeem Hines, who is a out of the backfield a receiving threat, second to none. You add him to Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, who's been playing fantastic, Dawson Knox. They've got a solid group, and they put up crooked numbers across the board. But they're not as good as those other two teams that we said because they're legitimately four deep in Minnesota and San Francisco of not just, like, high-end players. We're talking pro bowlers, talking all-pro type Mm -hmm. um, players in Seemingly out of the mix in all of this conversation is the team that was stacked in the deepest last year, the L.A. Rams. And now it's just kind of Cooper Cup and that's it. I mean, Cam Akers has been unplayable either due to injury or and or production lack thereof. Uh, well, there's no fitting in with McVay anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, there, and there's no Odell Beckham Jr. There, there's just nothing. I mean, there's nothing to this team right now, uh, really at all offensively, the offensive line and or women. Don't get me wrong. Cup has, has been tremendous this year. Uh, yeah, I think he leads the league in targets. It's either him or – oh, no, it's Tyreek, excuse me. Tyreek Hill at 92, Cooper Cup at 84. Um, but the problem is, is that you, you look at the difference between those two guys, there's five catches of difference. Tyreek Hill has 961 yards. Cooper Cup has 686 300-yard difference because they can't get the ball downfield. They can't get the explosives. They can't break the big ones because they don't have the offensive line to get anything done. Well, and you may have just added another one into there. You mentioned Tyreek Hill. Miami at the deadline going out and getting Jeff Wilson, who's the odd man out in uh, San Francisco's backfield. They now have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Mike Gusecki, uh, Raheem Mostert, and Jeff Wilson. And the interesting part about this, we're talking about the secondary wow. guys uh, on these lists. Obviously, you get the Stephon Diggs of the world, uh, the, the Cooper Cups, the Jalen Waddles, the Tyreek Hills, the, the guys that are the monster weapons, right? The secondary yeah. guys, you, you mentioned one of them already in Gabe Davis. Gabe yeah. Davis, he's got 16 catches on the year. He has four touchdowns. 
<laughs> is he's, that good? He has 400 yards receiving on 16 catches. I mean, a 98-yard touchdown is going to skew some of your numbers for sure. But you look at uh, uh, Gusecki. He's got 21 catches on the year for four touchdowns. Jalen Waddle has 42 catches, five touchdowns. You've got these the secondary guys in these these weapons groups. That's what we've, we've talked so much this season about, the haves and the have-nots. The haves on this list, I mean, they have it all. They're really – the Bills, I think, are the only team in this group between the Bills, Chiefs, uh, Dolphins, 49ers, Vikings. Those are the, the, your, your power weapons groups. Mm-hmm. The Bills are probably the only team in here – that don't have the the third guy that's a monster. Like they they've got good guys and 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 now Hines and Dawson Knox, but all the other teams have another guy who's like, oh crap, that's a guy who's really going to bother us. That, that, <laughs> that's that's a dude. Yeah, and and it's not like they have a like a bad drop off. It's just it's a drop off from the the teams that really have it. It's my God, do they really have it? It's in spades. Mm-hmm. And. People are are forgetting and really not even talking about yet, but you probably should after Monday Night Football is looking at what the Cleveland Browns are going to be able to do when uh, the serial predator Deshaun Watson comes back. All right. They've got Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, uh, and Joku on the outside. They are going to be a force to be reckoned with because they have three legitimate options out there as well. I mean – it, we have seen, and I think the incredible part is that the teams that went and pushed in at the trade deadline, these are the ones that are going to have the most dangerous threats. And they have, like, a team like Minnesota has a head start. And you need to surround Kirk Cousins with all the talent you could possibly get because he, he is flawed. And he is flawed in a big way. And what did they do? They went out and they got a tight end and they said, all right. Now we have four legitimate options for you. Now you have no excuses. No excuses. <laughs> no excuses. I mean, legitimately, if the Packers don't run away with this division at this point, barring health, you, you have to just stick Kirk Cousins at a cannon and shoot him into the sun. Mm-hmm. Just, just don't even acknowledge his existence at this point in time. Go any other way at quarterback because you have you've protected him and you have given him every weapon known to man. Yes. I, I, there, there's there's nothing else to left to be said. Man, and health-wise, look, the Chargers have got a, a ton of weapons, and we thought that they were going to be one of those teams that, that would be on this list at the beginning <laughs> of the year. Keenan Allen, again. Probably going to be out again this week. Did not participate in practice again today. Uh, the hamstring keeps biting back. Man, they need him. And they Mike Williams is banged up, and Eckler's banged up. I mean, it's just. It's one thing after another. I mean, obviously Herbert's still fighting a, a you know, a torn rib cartilage, which probably isn't going to heal until the off season. Well, Keenan Allen at, a, at practice today actually said his his injury got worse during the bye week. Awesome. Oh, good. <laughs> Unlike the Oregon State Beavers, who get better in an off week. Yeah, and he Keenan says when, Allen does not. He says when he does return, it's not going to be on a snap count. He's going to be a hundred percent when he comes back. So. Well, you you can't like hamstrings. Yeah. One of those things. Like if you try to come back. It doesn't work because you're going to mm-hmm. re-aggravate it. You're going to hurt it again. It's it's going to be something that absolutely crushes you all season. Yeah, you can't have dirt and grime in the engine of a Ferrari. No, does not go well. Work. If you're looking at it right now, would you at the beginning of the year had a top five? And you can have a different order. My top five of available weapons, <laughs> Minnesota number one, mm-hmm. San Francisco number two. Mm-hmm. Kansas City three, mm-hmm. 
Cincinnati four, Miami five. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I'm going to argue any of those. I mean, you could argue the order, uh, but the, think of that. How Minnesota, just by getting T.J. Hawkinson, they filled such a big hole on their team. You would have thought that we would have had a conversation with the Chargers in there. We thought that New Orleans may be in there. The Raiders, the Broncos. They're not the Raiders. The Raiders and the Broncos are a great one. The AFC West West was supposed to only be the quarterback-driven league, but the weapon-driven division. Like They they were supposed to have everything. Mm. The Raiders, Devontae Adams has been phenomenal, and Josh Jacobs has been great in spurts. Uh, Darren Waller hasn't been available. Derek Carr has been awful. Uh, Hunter Renfro has been here or there, uh, limited by concussion. A lot of injuries in this division, and then a lot of bad quarterback play have really limited the uh, the offensive engines in the AFC West. That's brutal, dude. All right, 503-250-1080. Who are your best weapons in the NFL? Send them to us. Uh, coming up next, we got the worst day on the web. A former boxer. Uh-oh, he's in trouble. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Oh, really? We usually wait eight minutes from now to do the worst day on the web at 1.30, but Ryan Horvat, our BetQL Network insider, joins us then. He will be On Wednesdays. So we have the worst day on the web today. This one threw me for a loop. Because I thought Goran Dragic was having the worst day on the web. <laughs> yeah, it definitely... It is not. It, it definitely uh, looked like it at first. Uh, a former heavyweight boxer, uh, Goran Gogic, when I first read it, I, like, I was drawn to the Goran in the headline. I was like, wait, what? Uh, but not Goran Dragic, but Goran Gogic was, to, was charged by the Department of Justice on Monday with trafficking in uh, 22 
tons of Colombian Bam Bam worth over $1 billion. That'll keep you up at night. Wow! <laughs> and uh, it just so happened he was uh, arrested on a flight from Miami International Airport trying to fl- board a flight to Zurich. Uh, oh. For those that are unaware, Switzerland, non-extradition country. Yeah. He felt the pressure. He, he, fe- he was feeling the heat. Yeah, the heat was closing in around him, and he's like, mm, they didn't find two tons. They found 22 tons of blow. That Woo-hoo! is... Whoa. So... Apparently, this guy who's a boxer didn't know that. Was he good? Uh, was he a good boxer? I, I mean, good enough. I don't know. I mean, he was, he was a professional boxer. He had a career record of 21-4-2. Okay. Pretty good. I mean, that sounds really good. In boxing, though, like uh, those four losses, <laughs> boy, when you lose at boxing, you really lose. Yeah, no, there's, it's, <laughs> it's, there's usually not a, uh, well, it was a, a good loss. Especially, All right. especially in the heavyweight division. But he had uh, he had over twenty wins, so yeah, he had a good he had a good uh, boxing career. Uh, I, I was reading up on this, and apparently he he was using like commercial shipping containers, and that's what he was he was running it all through. Like, all right, buddy. I mean, this, this is full Lord of War stuff. This guy watched Nick Cage in Lord of War. I was like, I can do that with Coke. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was only in the movies, and I thought they stopped it like in the '80s, but apparently not. They're still running it the the same ways, uh, going right through the ports using shipping containers. The old ways, and, are the best ways. And bingo, bango, bongo, he going to prison. That's a big for point. a really long time. And he's got whoever's in that prison that's waiting for him. You know, whoever is like the alpha male. He's not anymore. You, yeah, not for long. Gonna step to the professional boxer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the professional boxer from Montenegro. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? We don't need to join gang. Yeah, he no. Just is. Gang joins him. Yeah. <laughs> up, In Mother up. Russia, gang yeah. joins you. Yeah, uh, that's that basically what we're looking at here. Yeah, that is not a situation that I don't think anybody's going to want to step to when uh, when he shows up there. And he's going to be there for a long time. Oh, 22, 22, 22 tons? Tons of Coke? Yeah, billion dollars. My guess is the uh, the Montenegrin uh, drug kingpin is going to be thrown away. Because, I mean, we're not talking lightweight, man. I, I'd have to look. I don't think there's been a singular bus this big before. No. Wait, wait, was it all at one time? Uh, I thought they were just kind of picking it off slowly but surely. It was the charges go back to 2019. Okay, yeah. 22 tons of cocaine from three ship from three ships were seized at one dock. Uh-huh. So they were all coming into Philadelphia's a marine terminal. Oh. Well, that explains the energy in Citizens Bank ballpark yesterday. Mm, that does make sense. Yep. Yep. Well, that was a hell of a game, and we have to get to that, plus a little bit of uh, betting action. Our BetQL Network insider, Ryan Horvat, he joins us coming up next. First, we got Rust with SportsCenter. Y'all want to buy some drugs? Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. We get it almost every night. On the line is the host of BetMGM Tonight, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvat. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. 
Also, be sure to listen to the Bet MGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan Horvath's analysis. Just search Bet MGM wherever you find podcasts. Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Well, it's just going to be just me again because we are spending our last day in uh, the broom closet until our illustrious studios opened up, and Dusty is still uh, back home doing the recovery stuff that is necessary in this lovely, lovely COVID world. But he did give me a whole host of questions, so I'm going to open with one of his. Uh, Dallas has covered six of the last seven. They're minus three at Green Bay. What am I missing? That number seems low. Yeah, yeah, it really does, right? Um, and, I mean, they're they're playing great football right now, right? Um, wait, are you talking about Dallas and Green Bay for next week? <laughs> that, that's what he has for me. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, maybe he's looking at the look ahead because Green Bay this week gets uh, Detroit. So, Detroit at home, four-point dogs. And this has been bouncing around a little bit. You know, it was three, three and a half. Now we're looking at some fours. And a lot of money actually coming in on the Detroit Lions here in this spot. Now Green Bay does get Dallas next week, so maybe he's uh, looking ahead to that one. Probably scored too far ahead. That one. <laughs> yeah, I want to see I want to see what we get this week with Green Bay because, man, I mean, Sunday night they were one of my favorite bets against Buffalo just because for the first time ever we were getting Aaron Rodgers as a double-digit underdog. But here in this spot, man, I just don't know what to do with Green Bay right now, right? Because they're all beat up in that wide receiver room, which Mm -hmm. wasn't very good to start with. They're going to most likely once again be without Alan Lazard here in this game. Sammy Watkins, he's not a number one wide receiver in the year 2022. (laughs) And then Green Bay, you know, one of the worst teams against the run. You look at what Detroit likes to do. They like to run the football. They got Swift back last week. Jamal Williams has been a solid back. So I don't think I could do it with Green Bay this week. I also don't think I could do it with Detroit because they're also a dumpster fire. Only one win right now. I just, I don't know if Dan Campbell's that guy. And then if you look what Detroit needs, they need the quarterback of the future and, this is the year where if you need a quarterback, you want to be picking top five, top seven, mm-hmm. because you're going to have C.J. Stroud. You're going to have Bryce Young out of Alabama, Hendon Hooker, who's probably going to win the Heisman this year out of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then some guys, I don't know if they're going to be any good, but they're top prospects like Will Levin. So this is a stay away from me. If I had to bet one of the sides, I would probably take Detroit, anything over three and a half, anything over a field goal. They always play Green Bay tough. It, it, it is a divisional game that, you know, historically – Rodgers has destroyed everybody since the Vikings recently. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stay away from anything and everything Green Bay related, but yeah. one thing that I am very much raising both eyebrows at, we have three double-digit dogs this week. How? When was the last time we, we had that happen like this? I know. I know. And, you know, you, you never see this really in the NFL. You see this in college football, mm-hmm. obviously, because even these games that we look forward to watching – usually end up being blowouts. But in the NFL, especially now, I I keep joking and comparing it to the NBA, not only because, like yesterday, the trade deadline was crazier than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. But in the NBA, I've always said you want to be down 10, 15 points at the half because every team always makes a run. And in the fourth quarter, you know it's come down to a final shot. And I feel like every Sunday when I'm sitting back watching the Red Zone channel, all of these games, you know, come down to the witching hour. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy to see so many double-digit dogs this weekend. And that being said, you know, even though we have some really ugly, like, like for example, we get the Titans, and I think Ryan Tannehill's most likely going to be back, but I don't really want to fade the Kansas City Chiefs at home at Arrowhead right now. And then the other double-digit dog is the New York Jets, who have played really good football so far this season. They're at home, 
but they're going against the Buffalo Bills, who right now just look like a juggernaut. And then the other thing with the Jets is, is they lost Brees Hall, yeah. so they made that trade for James Robinson. He's just a completely different back. I like James Robinson, but Brees Hall was most likely going to be the rookie of the year. He was so explosive. He was the home run hitter. Now without him, if you go back, you watch that game for the Jets last week, you're able, and I know that was the Patriots, but you're able to just put pressure on Zach Wilson. He's one of the most sensitive quarterbacks in the league when it comes <laughs> to pressure, and he was making some brutal decisions. For some reason, he thinks he's like this gunslinger that he's not. So I would actually probably – Stay away from the Jets, even though they're at home and they're double-digit dogs. Maybe look at the Bills. You know, the Bills, Mm -hmm. Josh Allen was pissed after that Sunday night football game. Even though they won by 10 points against Green Bay, he called it sloppy. So I can see them coming out and wanting to put together a full four quarters here. The the other double-digit game here, Eagles are a minus 14, a full two-touchdown favorite, which is such a – to see a 14-point spread in the NFL to me, it just – makes my eye twitch to the point of not comprehending. Are the Eagles that good offensively to cover a two-touchdown spread, even against a very dysfunctional and I don't even know what to call them version of a football team in Houston? Right, I know. And here's another one where I would actually play the favorite, even though it's a double-digit favorite. Like, if I had to play one double-digit dog, I know I just got done trashing Zach Wilson, (laughs) it would probably be the Jets at home because at least – they show signs of being a real football team. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Houston, I don't know what they're trying to do. They hired Lovey Smith, which means they're probably trying to, you know, kind of just like lose football games, but also stay competitive. Obviously they need to figure out what they're going to do with the quarterback position, because I don't know if Davis Mills is their guy moving forward, especially if they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league, they're probably going to try to draft the quarterback with the Eagles though. Right now they're so good on both sides of the ball, made the mistake of betting against them a couple of weeks ago. I'll probably not do it the rest of the season, even though, you know, grabbing double digits with a Houston team at home is tempting because, again, they play competitive football. But with the Eagles, man, they could beat you any way that they want to beat you. They are they could be the number one rushing offense in the league if they still wanted with Miles Sanders and with Jalen Hurts playing on another level right now. But A.J. Brown was the pickup of the offseason. I still can't believe that they were able to complete that trade. He's not human. I mean, those three touchdown mm-hmm. catches he had last week, I think there's only like two other people on this planet that can make those grabs, one of them being maybe Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. So right now I'm not betting against the Eagles. And then they just got even better. Like look what they did to the defensive side of the ball. That pass rush is so scary. They're good against the run, and the Texans are so bad. There will probably be an opportunity to fade the Eagles, but I don't suggest doing it this weekend with this Texans team. I mean, there's always a time to uh, fade any team, but I don't think the Texans are the one you definitely take in that in no. that matchup really ever. Uh, let's go ahead and pivot to college football. The college football uh, playoff uh, rankings were just announced, and while I don't think they're going to be a player in it, Oregon State is a four-and-a-half-point dog on the road at UW. They're going to be playing what in what is called an atmospheric river. Are you looking at either Oregon State or Washington? Uh, obviously, Washington, Washington is, the, is the home favorite. Or can the Beavs travel in uh, what is going to be a monsoon? So I love this Beavs team, man. And anytime you're giving me anything over three and a half, and I know Washington got off to a really nice start to the season, which I did expect anytime you fire Jimmy Lake, who I wasn't very high on. You know, Michael Penix was healthy to start the year. They had one of the top passing offenses. He wasn't really turning the ball over. I just I really like the Beavers in this spot on the road here. I just think they have the better overall defense. Uh, I think they're going to make it tough on the offense for Washington. They're only giving up 22 points per game. 
and the 38th least amount of yards in the country. I think they're going to be able to put pressure on the quarterback in this game. And I also think that they're going to be pretty good against the run. I think they'll be able to clock the middle. And I think that they're going to, I actually think they're going to win this game outright. So plus four, I was looking at the money line price right now. I'd say anything over plus 150 would be a good spot. I mean, right now we're trying to figure out the quarterback position. Is Chance Nolan going to play in this game? If he can't, you know, you look at it like Washington's given up the 77th most points in the country, 100th most passing yards. Problem is we don't know who's going to be behind center. As long as Oregon State doesn't turn the ball over four times or whatever it was like they did against USC, Mm -hmm. I think they could win this game. But I suggest just, just grab the plus four, plus three and a half, put it in your back pocket. If you like him on the money line, maybe a sprinkle. I do think they're live to win this game. There's a couple games here this weekend that are, are going to impact the college football playoff. Uh, Tennessee is an eight and a half point dog at Georgia. When was the last time the number one team was a touchdown plus dog on the road? I would have to go back and check that. It's funny that you say that, or that you asked that question, because I just was talking about this on the show last night, you know, when the rankings came out. And I never overreact to the rankings just because, like, look at this week, for example. Everybody was freaking out, and then you're going to get Tennessee, Georgia this weekend. Mm-hmm. So we're going to figure out who the best team in the country is very soon here. And I think it's I think the market's telling you that they don't truly believe in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, you go back, when's Georgia really been tested this season? They've had a couple of close games, obviously, like a couple of stinkers where they didn't show up. But in their bigger matchups, like to kick off the season against Oregon, we'll never forget that game because I bet Oregon plus 17 and a half, and I think that game was over midway through the first quarter. But I'm going to have to grab the points with Tennessee. And I know that that's what they're daring me to do here, just like they were daring me to do that against Alabama. And I got a kick out of it because we talked to all these guys in Las Vegas. And here's where, you know, college football especially, there are so many games that sometimes the public is going to win. Sometimes – the pros are going to win and the sports book's going to win. Ultimately, the sports book's usually going to win 98% of the time. And that's why, you know, Las Vegas is filled with castles and mm-hmm. casinos and nice things. And people that are degenerate gamblers are broke. But, I mean, you know, the public wins every once in a while. And I keep hearing everybody that we have on our show say, yeah, you know, Tennessee, they're going to be a really popular underdog. But they said the same thing against Alabama and they beat them outright. I love this Tennessee team. They do not give you time to breathe on the defensive side of the ball. They run a play like every 18 seconds. Hendon Hooker, I think, right now is playing like the best quarterback in the country, even though everybody continues to talk about C.J. Stroud. They're starting to get a little bit healthier. I know that their secondary has some struggles. I just I don't know if Stetson Bennett's going to be able to take advantage of, of that. And I love their tight ends at Georgia, but it's going to be an interesting matchup. I had to grab the points with Tennessee. I think this is going to be a touchdown game. I do think Georgia wins, but I can see this being a field goal game. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually leaning towards Tennessee being an outright winner, which I, I I can't believe I'm actually saying I believe in Hendon Hooker that much I right know. now. The flip side of this is the, the other SEC matchup is an LSU team that is six and two and somehow squeaked its way into a uh, a ranking that nobody really believes in, but they are a two touchdown dog at home against Alabama. Um which which SEC line are you more afraid of? Tennessee is a, a touchdown road dog against Georgia, or LSU is a two-touchdown dog at home against Bama? Great question, because I think one of the favorites is winning and covering outright, and I think one of the dogs is probably pulling off the outright upset. I just – LSU, 
to start the season, they were a disaster. Obviously, they lose to Florida State, but they probably actually should have won that game if they're able to make an extra point. At least goes into overtime. So I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I actively root against Brian Kelly. But the last <laughs> couple of weeks, I've actually been rooting for LSU just because I wanted a better number here. Because on the preseason opener, we were looking at like 17, 17 and a half. Now LSU's won a couple games. They're nationally ranked. They've gotten a little bit healthier on the offensive side of the ball. Jaden Daniels has been looking a little bit better as well. So now that goes all the way down to 13. Anything under two touchdowns, I planned on playing Alabama, and I'm going to play Alabama. So I'll go with Tennessee as my dog, and I'm going to go with Alabama as my favorite. I actually think they're going to roll here. I don't know if it's going to be a complete blowout, but right now we're talking about this Alabama team maybe being a little overhyped. Maybe we don't think they're worthy of the college football playoff because of their loss to Tennessee. I know they've had some struggles on the offensive line. The defense was a little overhyped coming into the season. They don't have the problem with Alabama this year, man. They just don't have that Devontae Smith, Amari Cooper, wide receiver on the outside. Their best pass catcher is probably Jameer Gibbs, and he's a running back. I do think they get themselves right, and I think we figure out, hey, LSU, nice little story here, year one for Brian Kelly, but they're a little overrated. It's going to take him some time probably to make this a national championship contender, and that's what Bama still is. So I think Bama wins by 20 points here. We'll get you out on on a little pivot to the NBA with two weeks in. How many teams so far have you seen where you're questioning whether you made the right call or not on some futures with teams like the Spurs, the Jazz, the Blazers, all getting out to uh, very good and, and, and or unexpected starts? Yeah, you know, we talked about the Blazers' win total like two months ago when mm-hmm. these dropped, and I said, play the over right now because Dame's going to be healthy. And if Dame's healthy, I think people – and. You know, we need Dame, unfortunately, to get healthy and to stay healthy throughout the season already. But I just – it's going to be a competitive basketball team. I thought that win total was way too short. So I feel great about the Blazers. I I didn't do anything with Utah just because if you look at the roster, there's a lot of veterans that aren't going to tank. Like Mike Conley, maybe he gets moved. I don't know. That's a pretty big contract. But, like, guys like that, Lowry Markkinen, you know, on a new team, those guys aren't just going to go out there and try to lose basketball games. They're not as young as a team like Oklahoma or Oklahoma City, the Thunder, obviously. So I, I just stayed away from them, but that's been a nice little story. I don't know if it's sustainable. The team I was completely wrong about, man, and I know it's early on in the season, but the Philadelphia 76ers, when, everybody has been on the, when everybody's been on the floor together, have not looked good. Like, they've looked good without Embiid. The spacing looks better without Embiid on the floor. And, and Harden's been a decent surprise, right? Like, he looks like he's in good shape. I like Maxi, but they just don't look great right now. The team I was most right about, I would say, is the Milwaukee Bucks, and they're mm-hmm. not even playing with Chris Middleton yet or Pat Connaughton yet. Giannis is the best player in the league right now. That's why I'm so sick of this Brooklyn drama with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Like, just if you want a good, good story, pay attention to what you guys got going on, obviously, in Portland with the Blazers. I think they're going to be fun this year. But look at Milwaukee in the East. Giannis plays every single game in the regular season, like it's game seven. I miss that. You know, I feel like it's like a throwback, like late 90s, early 2000s when guys played all 82 games. That's what I feel when I watch Giannis play basketball. So I'm rooting for the Bucks in the East. You know, you bring up Giannis, and I have to I have to kind of toot my own horn here. I, I need you to grade this little two-pick parlay. In July, I took uh, Giannis as MVP, uh, backed up with Tyrese Halliburton as most improved at plus 12,000. See, I absolutely love that, and I love Halliburton. I definitely think that he's going to be live for that that award. Mm-hmm. And I think Giannis, 
Here's my only question. Here's the only thing that scares me a little bit. Obviously, you remember the 90s, man. Michael Jordan should have been the MVP every single year. Mm -hmm. But we would have the year where it would be like, ah, the Utah Jazz won 52 games. Let's give it to Carl Malone, who averaged 25 this year and eight rebounds. I just worry about the voter fatigue. And that's the only thing with Giannis. Also, I feel like the national media always tries to downplay what Giannis is doing. Or they always try to, like, I I don't know what it is. I mean, you remember a couple months back. I don't remember even who it was, Max Kellerman, one of the first take guys. And they had a take that Giannis couldn't be the face of the NBA because he wasn't born in the United States. Like, yeah, the, the xenophobic like, stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like, exactly. But I feel like it's always like something and people call him boring. You'll, you you know, you remember the James Harden <laughs> interview where he said anybody could just be seven foot and run and dunk. Yeah. I don't know, man. Giannis has a very unique skill set, And uh, I don't know that anybody could just run and dunk. So, I have to disagree with that. But that's a great parlay right there. The only thing I worry about, though, is the voter fatigue. You know, with guys like him, Jokic, I worried a little bit that they were going to want to give it to Embiid because I thought he kind of got screwed last year. But right now, I mean, if I had to give it, I don't know. There's so many guys playing so damn good right now. But Giannis, Jason Tatum, they're playing out of their minds right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly just doing that just because I know that half my bets this year or more will end up in the tank. So uh, I appreciate the, the little bolstering of my ego uh, and your time here, man. We really appreciate you. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Hey, anytime. That was the host of BetMGM tonight and Odyssey Sports betting insider Ryan Horvath. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Coming up on 1080 The Fan, Danny and Dusty, it's on the edge. Which side of things are we going to fall on as we push through the NFL and NBA seasons? Uh, we make some critical decisions from here on out. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right, good job on the Horvath interview. we got the betting fix in from our BetQL Network insider, Ryan Horvath. Watch him on BetMGM tonight. But we had a uh, little bit more clarity, Danny, to one of the highlights of this football season so far. When DK Metcalf, who was carted off the field and the 12s collectively gasped and held their breath to see when he was going to be healthy, only to find out he had to take a bathroom break, it became a highlight of the season. One thing that I love about DK Metcalf is he's got a good personality on him, and he's not afraid uh, to shy away from embarrassment or the spotlight. He'll let it all out there. You know what, occasionally I wish I had somebody to carry me off in a cart to the bathroom. <laughs> I think after your next hip surgery, you're going to have to have somebody do that, right? That is, for a couple of days, that is a legitimate thing, yes. My <laughs> wife is thrilled about it. She got me. I think I mentioned this before when I had the last hip surgery. I was worried about the ye old wipe situation, and she actually got me an, an, off of uh, Amazon. What do they call it? A poo stick? Okay. It's a stick that you like put your toilet paper on. Yeah, no, listen. Circle of trust. It's a a tight circle of trust, just the three of us. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's nobody else listening. Nope. Uh, But yeah, no, she got it from me. I'm like, I'm I'm not using that. I refuse to use it. It And then you did? No, I actually, I I had enough mobility. Uh, It's either that or I was so high on painkillers that I didn't notice any Mm. pain. Um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, it's one of those Probably things, a little bit of both. but at the same time, I, 
the the next big transition for the Brang household is bringing in the bidet. So, oh, okay, there you go. That's happening. There you go. Uh, and that is too much information with Danny Morang. You worked that um, in. <laughs> you got it. But DK Metcalf went on Kay Adams' podcast and shed some light on the issue at hand and how it all went down. This was the bowel movement that shook the NFL, DK. Uh, it's week four. You know, it's again, I think it's against the Lions. Who cares? Who knows? You're carted off the field. Are you, let's start here. Were you surprised this was such big news and that this went viral? Yes, I'm, I'm very surprised that me being carted off to the bed there was big news. If anybody has played in Detroit, they know it is a long-ass walk from the locker room <laughs> to the field. And I was not going to make that walk uh, by far. No, I was not going to make it. Okay, so then here's the next question. What like what does Pete Carroll know? Do you, you obviously say I have to go to the bathroom? Is there a signal that you give to everyone? Like, is there a hot? It just you you're just I'm out, it, and Good that's question. how it goes. All right, so this is the full story. <laughs> so this is the middle of the drive, and I come out for a play, and I told my my uh, receivers coach, I was like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. He was like, you got to pee or do a number two. I said, I got to do a number two. And then it went away for like <laughs> 10 seconds. So I was like, all right, I'll go back in the game. And when I was back in the game, the feeling came back up. So we, we ended up scoring like two plays later. And so I run back to the sideline and they had a cart ready for me. So the head trainer was like, you got to go to the bathroom. I was like, yeah, he was like, there's a cart down there. I'm like, bro, I'm not taking the cart. So then the equipment manager comes up and I was like, hey, it's a cart down there. I think you should go ahead and go. Pete wanted me to do it on the sideline. I'm like, no, I got too much respect for myself. I can't, I can't do it on the no! sideline. And so I hopped on the cart and went to the locker room. I was actually mic'd up that game too. So this is this is like very. <laughs> so NFL Films has full pooping. Yeah, yeah, they got they got everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. I had I had to start with that last one, Dusty. You and I have both done TV. We both yeah. been mic'd up. Have you ever gone to the bathroom without killing your mic? No, always killed the mic. Always killed the mic. No, I have. Uh, I was vigilant about making sure mics were off. I I thought I did once, and then uh, I heard uh, my producer uh, Nick Elliott in my ear. Ah, going to the bathroom, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Reach back, click. Thank you. Uh, that story is so much better. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, started off slow, but we built up to one. Pete Carroll is a psycho. Where did he want him to go? Bucket. He just he just wanted to go sit wanna... on top of the like giant trash can. Yeah, like in a bucket in the little pop up injury tent. But even that, it's like okay. Well, then where does it go from there? Well, I guess at that point he was hurting. Who? Yeah. And there, there is, there is an element of whoever had to deal with that bucket that Pete Carroll wanted him to go in does not get paid enough. I don't care no. what they get paid; they do not get paid. Especially enough. if we're talking in the scenario where DK is like, "I felt it come back up again." Mm. Mm-hmm. I can imagine running a route, hard plant, turn, pivot. You know what yeah. that's doing at the old mix it midsection, creating a lot of problems. Yeah, and you can't you can't risk it, especially wearing white pants. You're Imagine the, the full layout. Like if he's got to lay it out for a touchdown in the end zone. 
Just Paul Pierce yeah. himself when he lands? Yeah. And then, and then you're, you're then done. Then what? You're done, done. You, oh. you can't recover from that one. Or if he, if he got stuck in the stomach? Oh, there's a lot. Oh. There's a lot that went into that. There's, and you know what? I'm glad DK was just like, all right, I'm just going to – here we go. We're just going to talk about all of it. We're going to get it all out there. We're going to get it all out in the open. And Pete Carroll, you are a monster. My goodness gracious almighty. Could you, and people in the front row, they're going to they're going to peel that little uh, blue injury tent back. And all of a sudden, there's a stench that's just going to come out of there. Just hit you like a truck. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, I'm not yeah. injured, I swear. You're sitting there be like, I knew the defense was bad, but I didn't know it was this bad. <laughs> It stinks. <laughs> it stinks. These guys suck. Oh, man. Okay. Good times. Yep. Well, and this texture says, you guys missed that part where Pete Carroll ta- wanted him to do it because their special teams coach got a game ball for doing that on the sidelines back in the day. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a monster. But that was like you could dig a hole and you're on a grass field. <laughs> Have you have you ever had to to like drop trowel in a non traditional space? Mm, yeah, well, yes. The, the thing about it was the we, our practice field in college was so far away from uh, any bathroom period or porta potty. We would just uh, do the knee pee, and that would that that was something that would happen regularly. Is like you just all right, take a knee, kind of shield yourself, and do the knee pee. Mm. I did, ended up like having to do a knee pee, which was normal, and we didn't know that uh, women's soccer was going to be practicing on a field <laughs> right next to And they all came running out from another direction, and I was like, ah, got to hurry. In the middle of it? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that just stopped it and popped up and ran right back to practice. That'll the, happen. Then we got a porta potty shortly after out there. Yeah, it's amazing what that'll, that'll do. I was in survival school. And I had to had a number two. It was like ten below. Yeah, at survival school, that's kind of par for the course, right? Yeah, well, no, because you're 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 thrown in a very unfamiliar situation, and you usually don't do that there. <laughs> oh, and but you're so uh, regular. I, I am, man. I like I like my body has got its own like you know brand like reserve or something. But uh, wow. yeah, ten below. That, nope. Ten no, below in like knee deep snow. I'm good. It was a terrible, terrible yeah. feeling. Yeah. Uh, P2 Jim says, reminds me of when old man Joe Paterno walked off the field, but it looks like he uh, didn't make it and the new slacks came out of the locker room. Yeah, that was that was a thing. When Joe Paterno, middle of the game, he actually didn't even go around the field. He was like walking. He made it to like the 15-yard line because the coach's box is 25-yard line to 25-yard line. Mm-hmm. You can't go out of that box. Joe Paterno was going down the sideline like he was going to go around the perimeter of the field. And then he got to the 15, and you could tell Joe Paul went, I'm not going to make it. So he just cut right through the middle of the field and was like doing his uh, waddle jog off the field. And old man Paterno came out in the second half. New pants. It happens. <laughs> it didn't, didn't make it. happens to the best of us, man. We've been it's there. just uh, that's that's the nature of that beast. Yeah, in this Texas, why don't they have porta potties on the sideline? Just an, another obstruction out there. What I don't understand is why these new billion dollar stadiums have their facilities so far off the field. 
Yeah, they don't have like a little bathroom just right in there. Yeah. Like they have a little a little cove that you could just dip into. Not just for NFL games, but whatever thing you have going on for yeah. whatever performances. Like having a bathroom there seems oh, like a man. pretty like reasonable request. And what if you have an official porta potty sponsor of the NFL? Shout, huh? Shout out Honey Bucket. You sure? Or uh, like Otson Stadium has this on each end zone. There's a little bathroom in the tunnels, just right off. Mm. Just beep. you can kind of go duck right in there. There's a whole little locker room. Is that, too. A, is that a duck joke? Just duck right in there. Ah, hey, get the duck in there. Yep. All right, uh, we have new information on the DK Metcalf story. I love that story. That's mm-hmm. awesome. All right, we start hour number three with on the edge next. Danny Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.